0: good evening and welcome to tuesday night live midweek service for bright temple church of god in christ we'll be sharing with you in bible study on tonight from god's word and i pray that wherever i'm reaching you right now that you are blessed and favored of god i pray that you are living with expectation you're living with great faith and you are anticipating that god is about to do something great for you Hopefully tonight you will receive a reaffirming word that will help you wherever you might be. I'm praying health and wealth over your family, over those in your life, even those who are attached to you, to those who even pray you pray for. Pray God's strength be with you and that we may say something tonight from God's word that may encourage you and strengthen you along the way. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this night, for the people who are under the sound of my voice. Lord, we ask that you touch and reach out to them wherever they are Lord, touch their hearts and their minds, touch their homes, their bodies, Lord, even whatever they stand in the need of. Lord, you know greater than I do. Lord, you you are a need reader. You are a habit breaker. Lord, you are a savior and you are a healer and deliverer. Lord, we ask that you act on the behalf of those who are listening right now, who just may need hope and encouragement in this moment. Open our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, Lord, to be receptive to what you're saying to us right now. And Lord, do not allow us to leave this destiny moment unchanged. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. We're going to the word quickly, but we have been sharing for the past few weeks from the series Disconnected. We've been sharing from Disconnected because it was something that God poured in my heart relative to many of us as to how some may be feeling in these moments. Some have felt alone. Some have felt far away from family and friends. Some have been disconnected from jobs, from resources. And I just wanted to share a few words things from God's word that speak to us even in our moments where we feel disconnected. I feel the word tonight might reach somebody who identifies with the people in our text. They are a group of people who were ostracized and left on the outside of society. Some people that even maybe we would call the church folks look down upon and some people might feel similarly disconnected in your life and I hope that what we share tonight will be a blessing to you and encourage and strengthen you even where you might be tonight. We're going to the word of the Lord and we're going to look at Luke the 17th chapter. Luke 17 verses 11 through 19. And the word of the Lord says on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well relative to our series on disconnected i identified with these particular lepers these were people who were set on the outside of the city and in many ways their leprosy was not just a physical ailment it was a spiritual ailment it was a social ailment they were not only set aside because of their physical malady but they experienced many other effects and many other impacts to their leprosy as a result of their leprosy they were ritualistically unclean that means by any standard that people consider them to be unclean That they were not allowed to deal with people they were not allowed to even be close to people some people even felt like them Addressing Jesus was inappropriate and improper considering their condition. They were not just physical lepers, but they were social lepers. They were lepers of the church in that they were not invited to worship inside the sanctuary or to worship inside the temple. They were rejected. They lived on the outside of the city and they lived on the outside of society. Some would even say that their condition was a divine curse, that they were cursed of God with their condition. When you begin to think of the social disorder that they had the, the problem with leprosy now leprosy in the term in the Bible describes many types of skin diseases. So even though they were all termed lepers, they each one of them that were living outside of the city may have technically and medically been dealing with different issues. It was an issue related to the skin, but leprosy just encompassed so many conditions and disorders. These men may have not even been suffering with the same disease. One thing that was agreed upon is that it was highly contagious. It was ceremonially unclean, according to the the Bible, Leviticus and Numbers. And the other thing that all could agree with upon is that it was not life threatening, which makes you wonder sometimes, is there something that is more harmful or something some types of suffering that may even be greater than death they were not their life was not in danger but yet they were set outside socially they could not see their family they could not see their friends they could not live inside the city people looked upon them and looked down upon them because of their condition and what they were suffering with and in considering that, I think of society today and how in many ways there are things that we do that cause us to live on the outside of the city. Maybe not physically outside, but maybe we're outside the social order. Maybe we have suffered things and people look upon us as cursed and may, maybe even cursed of God, depending on what we're dealing with and what we're going through. Some people may reject us and As a result of all of these things, socially, physically, economically, and by the way people look at us, you may feel just like these lepers, that you are disconnected. And I want to speak to someone who feels disconnected. You may be disconnected from your family, you may be disconnected from your faith, you may be disconnected from the church, you may be disconnected because of what you're going through emotionally, you may be disconnected because of what you're going through mentally or physically. There may be sin in your life and because of the type of sin, because sometimes people tend to look down upon you, depending upon what sin you have committed or what people are saying about you, you may feel disconnected because of sin or other things that you're struggling with right now. And I just want to implore you to consider this story of the lepers and how jesus addressed these people how he was open to them one of the things i talk about as a pastor when we say we're christians that is a big responsibility because christian means to be christ-like and one of the things that you find out about in the bible particularly in this text is that if we're like christ christ was always always approachable people always felt comfortable approaching Jesus. And I wonder if we can say the same things about ourselves. If we're supposed to be Christians, if we're supposed to be like Christ, then we should be approachable. People should feel comfortable coming to us no matter what they're suffering with, no matter what they're dealing with, no matter where they are in their faith. That means we shouldn't only deal with people who quote unquote, have it all together. We should be able to deal with people who are struggling. We should be able to minister to people who need our words of encouragement and don't need judgment. They don't need us to tell us what's wrong with us. They need us to tell us the light and the example of Jesus Christ. Some of them just need a little compassion and love to point them in the right direction. Fearless Christians in the past, we've spent too much time pointing at people, and less time pointing at Jesus. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. We need not tell people what is wrong. We just need to point them to the one, the only one who is right. These people were on the outside of the city. They were on the outside of society. They were rejected. They were despised. They were outcasts. They were lepers. The term has been such a reviling term that many people now talk about people as being lepers when they have done something that puts them on the outside of society, puts them on the outside of the loop. And somebody right now might identify with feeling like a leper. One of the things that I notice in this text and how Jesus addresses these lepers and when they call out to him, it's the beautiful thing of how they call out to him. It's beauty, beauty in sometimes being on the outside because sometimes being outside appreciate it helps you to appreciate being on the inside. It reminds me of the prodigal son. And the prodigal son, he was itching to get out of the house and he begged his father to give him his portion of the inheritance so he could leave the house. He wanted to leave, he wanted to get out of the house. He wanted to do his own thing. And once he got outside the house and had spent all his money wasted on all types of living, He found himself in the pig pen and while he was there, he realized, hey, even as a servant, it's better to be inside the house. What I'm saying is that sometimes you have to be on the outside. Sometimes you have to, some people learn the hard way. Some people aren't tell me people, they're show me people. You have to have learned the error of your ways and gotten on the outside to really appreciate being in. Sometimes being an outsider has its advantages. When you think of the Bible, it, were, it was the outsiders who Jesus was impressed with their faith. You think about it's not just the 10 lepers here, but just think about the woman of the city who went inside the house of the Pharisee who had invited Jesus to eat there. And she got down on her knees and wiped his feet with her hair and in her tears and anointed him with oil. And while the Pharisees judged her, Jesus looked upon her with love. He said that much uh, her sins are much. So she has great compassion and great love for me. She was an outsider. I think of the centurion who was a Roman centurion. He was not of the Jewish faith, but he approached Jesus regarding his servant. And he said, Lord, he said, you 'You I'm not worthy for you to come into my house. But if you just speak a word, you being a man of authority, I know that at thy word it shall be done. And Jesus remarked upon him. He said, I have not seen such great faith, even in Israel. This is the faith of a. Outsider. Think of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, who many people looked down upon him because of his occupation. But when he went up into the tree and to get a view of Jesus, Jesus invited him to come down to go into his house because this man had great passion and love for Jesus. He was not one of his disciples. He was part of a class that people thought were thieves and were not worthy even to be saved. But Jesus had compassion on the outsider finally I think in the life of Jesus I think of another outsider who was with him on the cross the thief who took up for Jesus and he said one thief said well, why don't you if you're Christ and why don't you get down and bring us down too?' but the other thief said I know he has committed no wrong he said Lord have mercy on me and Jesus said son today thou will be with me in paradise Jesus had great love and compassion for the outsider The outsider appreciated Jesus, sometimes on a level greater than the insider, because these 10 lepers who lived in a region, if you read the text, they were close right outside, not only the city, but on the edge of Jerusalem. Many, some, they were close to Samaria, a, a, a group of people who were not held in high esteem by the Jewish people. They were outside the city, they were nearly outside the country, but yet when Jesus came, We don't know how they knew him, but the word says they said, Jesus, master have mercy on us. They referred to him with as great endearment as the disciples who knew him very well. These men who were on the outside, appreciated Jesus and his ability, power and authority to turn their situation around. So Jesus, what does he do? He tells the men, he says, go show yourself to the priest. He doesn't say be healed. He doesn't touch them and say they will be delivered from leprosy, but he tells them to go and show themselves to the priest. So the men ran and as they were running, headed in the direction of the priest, how would they head to the priest? Well, the priest was the only person who could welcome them back into society. The priest is the one who could restore their privileges to enter the city, their, their privileges to talk with other people. You know who the priest was? He wasn't the healer. The priest was the connector. These men felt disconnected outside the city, but the only way that that connection could be restored is through the priest. Jesus didn't just send them back to be healed. He sent them to the priest so that they could be re connected he's thinking of the social order he think he's thinking and understanding that not only do they need to be healed but they need to be restored and that's how god thinks he thinks ahead he looks past our hurts and our harms and he knows he can heal those but god looks past that he not only wants you to be healed but he wants you to be whole he wants you to be restored Jesus said, I didn't just come that you might have eternal life with my father, but he said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly right here on earth. Jesus was seeing ahead that not only do they need to be healed, but they need to be reconnected. So he sends the men on their way and they're on their way to be reconnected when one of the men has a very special Understanding, He has a very special revelation. It says one of the lepers, not all, but one of the lepers. He saw that he was healed. He saw that he was healed. It's important to understand that, that it, it, our belief, we don't have evidence in the text, but because of Christ being a man of his word, we believe that all ten were healed. But one of them recognized that he was healed. Now I told you that they may have been suffering from a, of a wide array of ailments that may have been called simply labeled leprosy. So what this man saw was not only a physical healing, but I told you it wasn't just on the physical. It was also socially and emotionally, they were ostracized. They were set aside, they were set, up, set apart. At some point, their condition reached further than their skin, but it reached down into their heart, their soul, and even their mindset. You have to believe that they had a mindset that made them feel unworthy. They couldn't talk to people. They couldn't touch people. They couldn't live inside the city. They couldn't approach people. They were totally socially disconnected from the people who were inside the city. So at some point, that malady, that ailment reaches beyond the skin and goes down into their heart and their soul and begins to affect their mindset relative to who they are and what they deserve and what they can have and even what their future can be like. Leprosy had a way of beating down not only the outside but touching and impacting even them on the inside so i believe this man who said he the word says he saw that he was healed he didn't just see his flesh recovering he didn't just look at his hands and see newness I believe this man felt something deep on the inside. That that the, those, those feelings of rejection, those feelings of being socially awkward and set aside, all of those feelings that were trying to repress his spirit and to and to break his spirit and to break his soul and to tear down even his self-concept of who he was. Believe when it says he saw he was healed, he felt the chains breaking socially. He felt the chains breaking emotionally and mentally, and he knew that he was delivered, that he was healed. He saw that he was made whole. He was not just looking on the outside, but I believe this man felt something deep on the inside that let him know that the chains that had been holding him back had been broken by this man named Jesus. When he recognized his liberty, he turned around. Bible says he turned around and returned to Jesus Praising God began to praise him and thank him and fell down on his face at Jesus feet and began to worship him. He began to thank him because you know what this man recognized something because of what had happened, the transformative power that had touched his spirit, his mind, and his soul had reached so deep that he no longer needed the affirmation of the priest he recognized that Jesus had already reconnected him he already felt being reconnected in his spirit in his soul and in his mind and because he felt that he didn't need his priest the priest to wave his arms over him or to sprinkle water or blood upon him the power of Jesus Christ had reconnected this man and he felt it in his heart and he felt it in his soul, and he felt it in his spirit. So when that healing that had touched his skin and touched his body had reached down into his mind, his heart and his soul, he returned to the man who had the power, the ultimate power to reconnect him. And he came and fell at Jesus' feet, begin to praise and thank him. And Jesus recognized when this man came back to him, Jesus said, hold on. He said, where were not 10 cleansed? Where are the nine? When Jesus is saying is that these 10 men that I sent out, I know all of them were delivered. I know all of them were set free of their leprosy. But where are the other nine? Well, part of the key to the resolution of this problem that we see here in Jesus' question that he's asking is, first of all, this man returned because he saw it. I'm saying that and I'm speaking that to somebody because somebody out there, you have been praying for deliverance from something. And I'm letting you know that Christ, when he proclaims healing and deliverance over your body, it's already done. The question is not whether God did it. The question is, do you see it? Do you see what God has done in your life? Do you see how God has changed your life? Do you see how he has transformed and and reconnected you into himself? Do you see it? Because if you saw it, this is the implication of what Jesus is is saying. He's saying if they all were healed and they were all delivered and if they all saw their healing, then then all 10 of them would be here. Praising God. All 10 of them would be here. Giving God the glory for that which he has done. The only reason Jesus is saying, I can think that they did not return is they did not see and appreciate what I did for them. This man saw it and as a result of him seeing, he began to give God praise and thanks for what Jesus had done for him. He didn't need the approval of the priest. He just needed to give God the praise. The final thought, I want to leave with you and I'm finished jesus not only says where are the not where there are not ten cleansed he also says where are the nine and then when he says that he says the only one that has returned is this foreigner he said the only one that has returned is the foreigner What he's saying is he's breaking down the social mores of the time that would would esteem the Jewish people over everybody. But he's saying the one man that has shown appreciation for what has happened is this foreigner, this Samaritan. This is a man who knows what it's like already to live on the outside. He wasn't on the outside when he became a leper. He was on the outside from the day he was born. Because, you know, the Jewish people had little dealings with the Samaritans. He's learned to live on the outside, but you know what? Living on the outside has given him a greater appreciation for who I am and given him a greater appreciation to be thankful when God turns your life around. This is an admonishment, not only to those on the outside, but to those on the inside. Sometimes we can get so comfortable in in, in terms of what we think we deserve from God that we forget to give God praise for that, which he's already done. I'm sure those nine men went and lived a happy life after that, but they missed an extraordinary opportunity. They missed an opportunity for Jesus to confer even greater blessings upon them. I happen to believe that the man that Jesus said to the the man, and he says, thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made you whole. What he's saying to him is that there is a greater blessing than the physical. There's a greater blessing than your deliverance from leprosy. There's a greater blessing than even the emotional feeling that you have right now inside. But there is a greater connection that you have with God because your faith has opened up a passageway does not have to be closed your faith is opened a passageway that does not have to be closed and, and I want to share that and, and I want somebody who's listening to get excited about that that your faith opens a passageway to God that never has to be closed because faith is open the passageway that means he's saying by faith you are whole so that means I do not need to be in the presence of Jesus next time when I ask for something Because my faith has opened my passageway to him. I can ask and believe by faith. And I don't have to wait to be in Jesus' presence. I don't have to wait to tell him to tell me to go show myself to the priest. But because my faith has made me whole, Jesus is letting me know that a passageway has been opened to him. Jesus said in his word, he said, you haven't asked anything in my name. But he sang to them, ask and receive that your joy may be full. He said, also, if you ask anything in my name, it shall be done unto you. The passageway of your faith has opened great opportunities for you to be connected and never disconnected from God anymore. That you can ask anything. And God said, I will be open to you. His faith established this. And so can your faith do the same. Your faith can establish a passageway and an open line of communication to God that never need be disconnected. So that you can be connected to God's promises. You can be connected to God's favor. No matter what you're suffering and struggling with, you always know that the passageway has been open. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Your faith opens a passageway, not only to Christ, but to God himself. Because Jesus said, I am the way. No man comes to the Father except he come by me. May I pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word that comes to remind us of the great connection that we have to you and through you to God, simply by our faith in you. Lord, I ask that you open our hearts and our minds so that even in our moments, deepest moments of hurt and suffering and struggle, when we feel like lepers, when we feel on the outside, when we feel socially disconnected, when we feel disconnected from family and friends, and when people just make us feel like we're living on the outside of life, let us be reminded that we have a great connection with you and that there is nothing Nothing that has been severed, Lord, that you cannot heal. We know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. And we believe and we accept all of these things by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless you. I pray that the words that you've heard on tonight have been a blessing to you. I pray that you live with that faith, that faith being the passageway to your blessing, that faith being your passageway to God through Jesus Christ. Live knowing that whatever I ask through him, it can and shall be done. And that there shall be, as God has declared, nothing shall be impossible to me. I pray all of these things over you. And may you live with that faith and great expectation until I shall see you again. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.